She is right one ugly, cross-burning, redneck, peck of a police bitch, man. All right, move. Welcome back to another episode of THR Presents Stream Fiends. I'm your host, Brian, and with me, as always, is my brother, Nez. What's up, man? Yo, man. What's going on up there? Anything new? Uh, after a few days of sunshine, it's just been raining. Raining. Oh, I wish. It's It was hot today. Uh, I think it was, like, below 80s. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh. My wife's got the cooler on now because she's burning up. But <laughs> I'm like, I'm cold. I mean, once the sun goes down, it gets cold again. But she got every window in the house open. I'm here in the studio freezing. <laughs> but, ah, nothing but trouble. Chevy Chase, Dan Aykroyd, John Candy, Demi Moore. All they wanted was a little getaway. Give me the keys, Mike. What is this place? Okay, let's eat. Ants on a log, man. How about a nice Hawaiian punch? All they got was nothing but trouble. Hey! Rated PG-13. Now playing at a theater near you. Yeah, uh, horror comedy, question mark. (laughs) Uh, I guess let's just jump right into a synopsis here. Uh, let's go to Google first. Uh, while attempting to seduce gorgeous lawyer Diane Lightson, wealthy gadabout, gadabout, I guess, Chris Thorne agrees to drive her to Atlantic City, New Jersey. But when some reckless driving draws the attention of a deeply critical cop, they and the flamboyant Brazilianaires who are tagged on who tagged along end up in the court of a grotesque and vengeful judge who has special vendetta against the wealthy and erudites. I don't know. Those are words I don't know. IMDB, what do you have? Of course, shortened down version. A businessman and his friends are captured by a sadistic judge and his equally odd family in the backwoods of a bizarre mansion. That's a better one. This stars Chevy Chase, Dan Aykroyd, John Candy, Demi Moore, a bunch of other people. I can't remember that one guy's name. Uh, This was directed by uh, Dan Aykroyd. Screenplay by Dan Aykroyd. Budget was forty million dollars and a box office eight point four million. So <laughs> this was a flop. Liz, what did you think? Um, I saw this back when it came out. It's one of those ones. It was we were at the drive-in and we went and seen something else, but this was the second movie. And for what it was, I mean, you got. Uh, mainly three big, huge uh, 80s uh, comedy stars, uh, two SNL alumni, and then Demi Moore. Uh, She's still hot now. She was hot here. Uh, John Candy's always funny. The movie's goofy, and (laughs) Dan Aykroyd's, like, really going overboard with his character, but I liked it, man. It, It was funny. It just made me laugh. Um, after I kind of found out how Chevy Chase really is, it, it kind of, I don't know. He kind of just rubs me the wrong way now. Yeah, I, I agree. Yeah. He's just, uh, did the stardom get to his head? I don't know. Was he like this before he became famous? I, I don't know. <laughs> uh, if, if Theo was here, he could tell you a little bit more cause he met him. And he said he wasn't uh, very cool. Uh, uh, Dan Aykroyd seems like he'd be cool no matter what. Um, I think he has a podcast. I know because he talks about uh, alien stuff. 
Yeah, I had seen him. He came on like the Joe Rogan podcast and yeah. he was talking about aliens and had his little brand of, I think it was vodka or tequila or one of those. One of them. But uh, everybody in it, I mean, John Candy's funny no matter what. I've always loved him. Uh, he played dual roles in this. Uh, Dan Aykroyd, Dan Aykroyd as well, he did. Mm-hmm. And uh, But for what it is, man, it was funny. Was it uh, an early 90s classic? Comedy classic? I don't know. Not too many people have heard of this film for some reason. I mean, um, I, I, the only place we found it was streaming on YouTube. But um, <laughs> I advise you not to watch that one. <laughs> There's some stuff that was cut out of it, and I was like, oh, okay. But I understand. <laughs> yeah, if, uh, listeners, if you don't know, we chose this in honor of the legendary Shock G from Digital Underground who passed. And they perform a song in here that whoever uploaded this to YouTube uh, took out the song. So kind of defeated the purpose. But I know, Nez, you said you uh, went and watched the video clip. Yeah, someone else put the video clip of just that performance. So because I, I couldn't remember what song it was. And I was wondering, because when you start the movie on YouTube, it's just silent. And you're seeing the Manhattan skyline. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, what's happening here? And then once the dialogue started, uh, the sound came back on. So each time there was like, music like a, a song like the, the digital underground song and uh, i think it was a four seasons song it went silent and whatever the theme was at the the song at the end <laughs> it went silent i think they went silent for uh because we get a baldwin uh, daniel baldwin cameo i guess if you want to call it a cameo i think when they were playing whatever music on their stereo i think they kind of cut part of that out too yeah daniel bald i forgot he was in this he was a dealer one dealer uh, one <laughs> but um the one that always every time i see him on the screen uh taylor Neg- negron i think that's his name he was one of the brazilian bazillionaires uh, fausto yeah i've loved him in just about everything he's been in uh he was awesome in uh rodney dangerfield's um, easy money and the the stone age for a little party had in that. Um, he wasn't a TV show. I can't remember. I saw him one di- one time, uh, when I was down living in the Bay area, I saw him walking his dog. Um, I, I, I happened to be driving by, uh, if you guys have seen that movie, easy money, he was the one going, I'm the man. And I just yelled that out that window. I went, I'm the man. He at least looked and kind of smiled. <laughs> but, He's also uh, one of the villains in uh, The Last Boy Scout. That's right. He was, huh? Yeah. Did, we do, did we do that one? Not yet, but we're oh. going to. Okay. <laughs> he had to call everybody by their whole name in that movie. <laughs> yeah, but uh, Taylor had passed away a while back from uh, cancer. That one was kind of shocker. That one like came out of nowhere. But I mean, every time I've seen him in something, he he's always funny, and uh, he was hella funny in this. Uh, him and his uh, wife. That was his sister. Oh, is this? Yeah, his sister, Renault. <laughs> yeah, it, it. I can see why you get a little confused because kind of talk to her sometimes like that was his girl. <laughs> I mean, but everybody in this. I mean, you see people in it other than the main cast, and oh, there's there's so and so, there's so and so, so. But the movie was what it was. It, it was funny. I mean, it, it made me laugh uh, through the whole thing. I was kind of like, uh, like this was my first time watching it because I completely forgot about this movie. I, the only thing I really remember is Digital Underground was in it, and uh, Dan Aykroyd had a dick nose. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I, it was funny though. I, I liked the whole movie. Yeah, it's it's probably been, I don't know, 20 years since I've seen this movie. And I didn't remember a whole lot of, of course, Digital Underground. Uh, remember them. Uh, I remember the weird-ass characters Dan Aykroyd plays. Uh, John Candy plays uh, Officer Dennis and also his sister, Eldona. <laughs> and 
rewatching this now, I'm just like, what? I don't know what they were trying to go for. I don't. At, at times, I I guess you can call it a horror movie, but it it's like they were just trying to give subtle hints that this is kind of a horror movie, but it was more of a comedy. And I kind of felt like this, I don't know. I kind of wanted to dig more deeper into this because I kind of felt like it was uneven. Like maybe they had to cut some stuff out or maybe they filmed too much. And I don't know, it went over budget. I don't know. Cause it just, it just kind of seemed like some things didn't make sense to me. I mean, it was what it was. It wasn't uh, any, wasn't a complex story or anything. Uh, Chevy Chase, maybe he just did it for a favor for Dan Aykroyd. I don't know because it, it seemed to me like he he acts the same in every movie. Not as goofy as when he's uh, um, Clark W. Griswold. That's what oh, he on. he found it in in this one. Oh yeah, he just he seemed like he didn't even want to be there. So, but I don't know. Demi Moore, I mean, she acts the same just about in everything. Um, I didn't mind her. Her character was was what it was. Uh, they, did that, they, they did that thing, though, when she's supposed to be dirty. You could tell somebody just, like, dabbed a little dirt on her face here and there. I know, because she was falling and crawling <laughs> everywhere and wearing white and still looked nice and clean. <laughs> John Candy, I mean, I, I just love him in just about everything he's in. I think my favorite movie of his is um, the one he did with Dan Aykroyd, The Great Outdoors. That oh, movie, yeah. That movie's hilarious. Uh, I loved him as Who's Harry Crumb, uh, Uncle Buck. and uh, Summer Rental. Yeah. Uh, Armed and Dangerous. Oh, man, that one's hella funny with Eugene Levy. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man, he's got so many good, good films. But uh, this one... Uh, maybe, yeah, hey, my friends are doing it. I'll, I'll join them and all that. So, but, I mean, it, it was what it is. Um, what's his name? He always uh, worms his way into um, these type of films. Brian Doyle Murray, uh, Bill Murray's brother. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> he popped up in this. <laughs> but Daniel Baldwin was the one that kind of shocked me. I, I had totally forgot he was in it. He was only in it for like a second, but maybe... The beginning of his career? I don't know. Cause what time period was he in? Sake, sake at night, copper. I don't know. I, I, like, I assume this was maybe filmed, if not 90, 89. I, and, I don't know. And, of course, they had to have every drug possible on them. I was like, wow. <laughs> and a whole car full of stuff. Um, but... Uh, <laughs> Uh, this one, it was just Chevy Chase was, well, he was a, a, a lawyer. Oh, no, no, no. He wasn't a lawyer. He was uh, a financial advisor. Yeah. Living in Manhattan, living that life and kind of runs into Demi Moore. She was uh, a lawyer. Diane Lightson. And what they met at a party. First they met in the elevator, then they met at a party. And I can't. Why was she trying to go to Atlantic City? Um, I guess she was the lawyer of one of her clients that I think she was having a relationship with. I think he did kind of some shady deal that was going to make her look bad as far as her career. And she, I guess she figured because they were messing around that he would have gave her heads up, and he didn't. And for some reason, she needed. Chevy Chase is uh, Chris Thorne to give her a ride. Yeah, well, you're living in Manhattan and you're a lawyer. I, uh, well, then again, not a lot of people that live in New York have cars because you could just jump on the train and go everywhere. But for the sake of argument, let's just say that was the reason why she didn't have a car. <laughs> so she kind of hustled uh, Chris Thorne, Chevy Chase to give her a ride down to Atlantic City. And the two uh, Brazilian, uh, Fausto and Ronaldo. It was uh, it was uh, Chevy Chase's uh, clients, uh, yeah. the, obnox the, the obnoxious but wealthy Brazilian and Argentinian siblings. <laughs> <laughs> the, they were funny. Every time they were on the screen, they were funny. So, uh, 
they just wanted to go along. They they heard their conversation and they yeah, we'll go. And they said, I will meet in the garage at twelve or whatever. So uh I don't I don't think Chevy wanted them to go, but when they're getting ready to leave, they showed up. Hey, let's go. So they all yeah. jumped in the car. Yeah. Said a, Bra- a Brazilian era never forgets. <laughs> so they started making their way to Atlantic City. Have you ever been to Atlantic City? I have only been really in that area of the East Coast like once. And next time I go, it'll probably be like me being there for the first time. That's how long ago it was. I've been in New York many times, Boston, New Jersey. That's that's about it. I've never made it down to the Atlantic City area, which I would like to. I don't know how far it is. I think Newark was uh, no Newark and Red Bank, New Jersey, as far as I've gone. But mm. um, so they're making their way down Atlantic City. Uh, for some reason, the, Bra- the Brazilianers wanted to they packed a picnic lunch. Let's stop in the country and eat. Uh, Demi Moore kind of... Chevy just wants to get down there and do what he got his doing. Hopefully, some way, worm his way into um, Diane's uh, riches. <laughs> so, she's like, yeah, let's go drive in the country. And he's like, uh, all right. So, they kind of veer off the highway. And I don't know where they were going. They ended up in some, like, industrial quarry part of new jersey um and it's got vents and stuff coming out of the ground and yeah uh they ended up uh in an old rundown village of vulcan vana vana Vulcanvania. vania yeah so i'm seeing here i guess that was the original name of the movie okay. before they changed it well oh, that's right the the title nothing but trouble and that was referencing uh, Demi Moore, something she said. He's like, damn, I'm nothing but trouble. And Okay. Mm. <laughs> you got to shoehorn the, the name in there somewhere. <laughs> so they, uh, They're driving through uh, Vulcanvania, uh, and they're not really sure where the hell they are. A bunch of shady people, uh, kind of like a little, uh, little hick town. Uh, they're riding around. Uh, Chevy makes a right. Uh, but doesn't really completely stop at, at a stop sign. And uh, the police see him. The, I think it was the sheriff's or, no, like uh, the Vulcanvania constables. Yeah. And that turned out to be John Candy. And um, what was his uh, deputy's name? That was his cousin. And I think her name was Purdy, Miss Purdy. Okay. So they're kind of riding behind him. The cops are riding behind him. And then he turns on his lights. And then Chevy's like, oh, damn it, man, the cops. And uh, (laughs) the Brazilianaires are like, man, this is a Mercedes, whatever, whatever. No, it was a BMW. Uh, And he goes, punch it. And there's like, he goes, man, you can outrun him in this. You can't you can't beat that police car can't beat you. Uh, It was a BMW 733i. I don't know my cars that well, but that's what it says here. <laughs> <laughs> so he's, he punches it, and then the cops is, are chasing after him. And then the cop must have, like, uh, what what did he have? Some kind of power boosters or supercharger engine or something. Yeah, it was like he just all of a sudden went fast and furious and just, like, pulled a little switch and then just took off. <laughs> And he just chased him and chased him. And uh, while they're just hauling ass down this road, there's like, like I said, it's like a quarry area. There's all these big giant uh, tractor trucks mining for something. I, I don't know, but they're trying to out, in and out of that traffic. And then they end up uh, finally getting, they said, hey, just pull over and let's see what he wants. And then it pulls him over. Turn out it's uh, John Candy. He's uh, Officer Dennis Vulcanheiser. Okay, <laughs> so, oh, but uh, he basically, all right, man, you guys are uh, not under arrest, but uh, I'm going to cite you, but you have to go to court uh, in front of the judge. So I'm like, what? And he goes, yeah, just fo- just follow us. So they end up going, looks like they went through a, they went through the town, then they went through like a junkyard, and they had to cross this uh, moat. 
with yeah. a drawbridge <laughs> and everything. And um, they didn't know where the hell they were going. And then they pulls up to this big old mountain and this big mansion in the center of. Yeah, I, I could see where a lot of the budget went. Oh, yeah, clearly. Um, either that was a real junkyard and they just built that big house or did they actually make this area for them? But I can really see a lot of budget was wasted on this, this setting right here. I, I bet I'm 100%. They probably built that moat too. Oh yeah. <laughs> I, mean, a lot, I mean, everything, I mean, for this, uh, um, for this, for the actual movie set, for what they did, I mean, it was creepy and cool, but yeah, um, forty million dollars, and it only made eight eight million back. Yeah, you you can clearly see where all uh, the money went. I mean, for the sets, for uh, special effects, uh, probably uh, the prosthetic uh, effects of, of um, Dan Aykroyd and. Those two chubby fat guys with diapers, <laughs> them um, uh, Bobo and Little Devil, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and uh, Eldona, 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 or whatever it was. <laughs> John Candy was his twin sister. <laughs> <laughs> so they, end up, they get they get there. They go in. All right, you guys got to deal with the judge and um, uh, what was Dan Ackerman's judge? Alvin J. P. Valkenheiser. I guess he was 106 years old. <laughs> yeah, he looked it. Yeah. So they, they, they go into his courtroom, and the house just looked like it was a big mansion type, and it kind of reminded me of like a hoarder house because there was just piles and piles of crap mm-hmm. everywhere. <laughs> so they end up in the courtroom, and uh, here comes uh, the judge. He comes out of the ceiling in a, in a chair, and then... No, no, he didn't come out of the ceiling. I think he came up from the below because we couldn't see him at first. Yeah. Because he was hiding behind a bunch of books that were on the desk, but he was just kind of basically reading in the rights and uh, what they had done and what's going to happen. And it turned out that he couldn't make a, a decision until like the next day for some reason. Uh, <laughs> but. I guess they needed it to to stretch the movie out. This all happened in like one night, one a well, day and a night. I think he said something about how he thought he was a banker, and he doesn't let bankers go. Oh yeah, that's right. But because, he kept telling him, "I'm not a banker. I'm a financial advisor," and he was like, "Yeah, a banker." <laughs> because uh, uh. Chevy Chase, uh, Chris Thorne, he tried to kept he kept trying to talk his way out of it because it says here, after Chris offends the judge, the yuppies are locked in a hidden room under the courthouse to be judged uh, judged the next day, and they overhear the judge violently executing a group of convicted drug dealers. Oh, okay, I'm jumping ahead, but yeah, um, he just didn't didn't like uh, lawyers or, or bankers or anything, but. Chevy Chase did kind of was getting a little smart with him. Like, this mm-hmm. is stupid. Why can't you just give us a ticket and send us on our way? And that's when the judge was like, nah, you guys got to spend the night here and uh, we'll deal with you guys in the morning. So he goes, yeah, come a little closer. They step closer and he hits this trap door. Uh, Chevy just kind of falls straight down. No, no, no. They 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 both did. Or all of them did. No. Yeah, yeah all the, four. The... Did they split up when they were in the basement, or? Yeah, it was after this part. They all fall into a pit of, I guess, squeaky toys. That's what it looked like, or it's sounded. Little, it's like that's kind of fucking weird and creepy. Well, it was a soft landing. They didn't just kind of <laughs> fall to the ground. So it, it looks like they stayed there for a while because they were laying on them asleep. So I, I assume maybe a couple hours had passed, but then uh, the four of them tried to figure out how the hell they were going to get out of there. Um, the uh, the brothers and sisters, uh, the Brazilianaires, Brazilianaires, they ended up uh, taking off. Mm-hmm. And um, they got out, out, out of the house, out of the mansion, and they were uh, running around uh, through the junkyard, I guess. Yeah, they had got out during the, the dinner scene. Oh, that's right. We they 
Yeah, I think it was after the dinner is when they escaped, right? Yeah, when they fucking just jumped through the window. <laughs> yeah, oh, that's right, because they all slept, and then they came down and woke them up and said, yeah, you guys got to go. to. We're going to have dinner. And they were eating, uh, they said hot dogs, but I don't know what it was. Uh, <laughs> I don't know about that. <laughs> Look like old uh, bratwursts or something. <laughs> Having a nice warm cup of Hawaiian punch. <laughs> And it had one of those, oh, some of you younger guys, gals and guys and gals probably don't remember. Uh, back in the day when when uh, oil, motor oil, it came in cans. And you had to have this, um, it's kind of like a spigot you stabbed into the top of the can. And that's how you dumped the oil into your engine. Not like today, we just twist the cap off. I, I ain't seen one of those in forever. Yeah, he jammed that on top of the Hawaiian Punch can <laughs> And I remember that too. I mean, that's how old I am, everyone. Uh, Hawaiian punch didn't always come in a nice uh, plastic container. It was in a tin can, and you had to mm. cut. It. There was can openers where you just poked holes in it to dump it out. Yeah, if you, if you didn't have that, then you dangerously used a knife. Yeah, I've been there too. <laughs> <laughs> so. Oh, but like when they were eating, or they 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 go, hey, you ever had an ant on a log? I don't know what that was. I think um, it's celery with peanut butter and raisins. Oh, okay. I don't know whatever it was, and they put it on the plate. It sounded hard. Yeah. So, <laughs> so they were like, yeah, and then they came out. Um, what's her name? Eldona. El- El- Don- was that her name? Yeah. yeah. She 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 was the one bringing out the dinner, and she didn't speak. So she just kind of giggled every now and then. Um, I think they said she was mute. Okay. So while they're sitting there getting ready to eat, um, the judge flicks some switch, and then this train comes out of the table, and it's uh, choo-chooing around in a circle, and it had uh, the condiments on it, (laughs) like the ketchup and the mustard and everything. But that train was going by like hella fast. I don't know how you'd be able to get anything. but (laughs) It seemed like it only stopped for the judge. Yeah, because it stopped in front of him. He got what he needed, and then it kept going. (laughs) Uh, It did stop when he shot that pickle at uh, Fausto. (laughs) And and this is another thing. Uh, they, They probably built this table. So they can have this scene. It's another thing the budget went to. I mean, everything. I mean, even the the traps and the the slides and and everything. I mean, they had they had to have built all that. <laughs> so even like outside, like there was like a pile of toasters, and they they didn't really look that old. Yeah, I mean, they had to have gone and bought everything and then just. <laughs> Through piles of it everywhere. So, why why did those two those two jump out of the window? Were they just scared, or I can't remember what led up to that. I think everybody was getting the impression they're not going to be able to leave, and I guess he just took it upon himself to grab his sister and jump out the second story window. Yeah, they they got out. I mean. After they crashed out of the window. I thought they died. Because <laughs> they, <laughs> they, they dove out. Um, did Chevy and Demi try to escape? Uh, yeah, they tried to run. And uh, Eldona like, grabbed them. Oh, that's right. Because uh, Chevy, he ran around the corner. And she stood there and blocked him. He just do hit her and then fell, fell backwards. And then, because then, uh, how did... Because okay, the, the the brother and sister got out and they they ran through the through the junkyard and they made it to the moat. Mm-hmm. And they were like, "Well, how are we gonna do it?" And they kept saying it smelled like something. I can't remember. So they were like, "Fuck it, let's just do it." So they push went through the water as they're. I don't know why they jumped in. They could have just walked in and climbed in, but then they <laughs> because whatever that moat was was all. It looked gross, <laughs> so they ended up making it across, and then um, Demi and Chevy were, I think they locked them back under, under in, the, in the basement. No, they, it was at a bedroom. 
Oh, okay. All right. Yeah, I'm I'm thinking of later. Yeah, so they locked them upstairs, and then um, here came uh, uh, the the sheriff or the constable Dennis John Candy. Him and his deputy they came rolling in with uh, someone else. Oh no, they ended up pulling over um, Daniel Baldwin and, and his crew. Yeah, dealer number one. Yeah, <laughs> so they brought them into the court and everything, and they found out, yeah, man, they had this and they had that and everything. So it was like, all right, well, um, we'll deal with you guys in the morning, but but come closer. So the same thing, trap door. But instead of falling um, into the basement, the they, they fell off to like to the left, and it was a slide. And it slid them all, I think it was four of them, uh, two guys and two gals, and they fell into this, um, like, a little small little roller coaster. Uh, they fell into that, and then the roller coaster started going and ah, going in circles and, and down these these little hills. And then it ended up uh, at the end, there was, um, it kind of reminded me of, like, a funhouse type of thing. It was a big, yeah. huge, giant face, and it had these metal uh sharp things they look like pistons going yeah, up uh, and down <laughs> mr mr bone stripper yeah <laughs> so they went into that and um and got chewed up and spit out the other side so i assume mr bone stripper must have just peeled off all the skin because uh, when they went through it that, when it came out the other end it was just bones went shooting out into another big pile of bones, so I don't know how many years uh, this judge has been doing this <laughs> with everybody, but uh, yeah, all of them were dead. I think this is when um, Chris and Diane were finally like, "We we need to get the hell out of here." So they tried to escape, and uh, I think they were going through like the walls. Yeah, because um, Dennis had made a deal with the Brazilianaires to get them out. And they said, can you help our friends too? And I think he was kind of, you know, hitting them switches. So things would open up so they would find their way out. Oh, that's right. Okay. Yeah. That's right. Cause Dennis, Dennis caught them. And, yeah. uh, and they, they said they were rich and they would help him out. And he was like, all right, cool. So yeah, it was like, you look like you need a vacation. <laughs> so, uh, that's right. Okay, I was wondering who was pulling all the switches to open the, these secret doors and everything. So I mean, it's not a bad deal. I mean, you can stay in Balkanvania or you can go live the the, the life in Brazil. <laughs> because they got separated. Uh, she went down a slide and ended up shooting out of the house, and um, Chevy ended up going. I think he he was in the house still because I think he was crawling around on the walls. Yeah, it was like a pile of bones. I was like, why is there a slide leading there? And why would you dump bones there? Yeah, because when Demi slid out of the house, she just fell on a big old pile of dirt. And uh, when you're trying to hide from people that are eventually going to kill you, you don't start yelling and screaming for whoever you were with. Because <laughs> I'm like, why the hell is she yelling? <laughs> so... Um, this is when, uh, uh, Chris was, uh, hiding in the walls and he ended up by, uh, the judge's, uh, chambers or his bedroom and he was getting ready to go to sleep and he pulled off his nose <laughs> <laughs> so he couldn't go to sleep. I, I didn't realize it, it looked like a dick until there was a yeah, close up. certain angles you could really see. You can see the, the head. Yeah. I was trying to put it delicately, but yeah, it, it, it was there. Because <laughs> I was watching, and then I was I wasn't sure yet. But when they got when they did the close up, I was like, "Oh fuck!" I, I don't think it was there all the time. I think they kept switching it out because oh. there was a scene where he was looking at him. And he didn't have it. And then he looked at him. And this was at the dinner table. And then he looked at him again. And then you could clearly see he has like a dick nose. And then Chevy <laughs> Chase just like shakes his head like, what the hell? And then I think it was gone. I don't know why they kept switching it. But it, yeah, it was kind of fucking gross. You could see the helmet yeah. <laughs> at one point. So while that was happening, uh, he was peeking in and 
Yeah, he, he was, Chevy was, uh, there was a big hole in the wall, but there was a big old pile of bones. So I, were they just killing people and throwing the bones in the walls? I, I don't know. <laughs> there was a, there was a lot of stuff in this movie couldn't be explained. Um, there was basically a big fun house, I, I thought. So, um, Chevy gets a call. Yeah, we got some more people because uh, when we go outside and we see, um, uh, Dennis and uh, his uh, deputy and a big hearse pulls up and then the hearse opens up and uh, out comes uh, Humpty and Tupac and the rest of the digital underground. And they're like, well, what the hell happened? All these guys were, were they speeding? Yeah. And she, she didn't know the, she called their limo a hearse. They were speeding in a hearse. I thought it was. It looked like a hearse. <laughs> it might have been. <laughs> now that I think about it. So he, he gets him into the um, the judge. They get him all into the courtroom, and they're like, "Well, who are you guys?" And they kind of told him. They didn't say we're digital underground. They just said we're we're performers or whatever. And uh, they were just kind of pleading their case. And then he he told them, "Well." Uh, why don't you guys perform something? Or then he goes, "Well, where's all your stuff?" And they said, "Well, all our thing, all our equipment's outside." And they said, "Well, go get it all in here, and uh, you guys need to perform for me." So they all ended up bringing everything in, setting it all up, and then they ended up playing. Um, is it the same old song or is yeah, same oh, song? Oh, same song. They ended up playing that song, but if you watch the YouTube one, the it goes silent. <laughs> so there's no I mean the video's there but there, there's no there's no sound I had to go click on another video uh, just to watch that scene I do like that song mm-hmm. um, it's got Shock G um, I love how they always do it you see um, Humpty standing in the background but he's like facing the opposite direction and when Shock G's up there rapping and everything and then when he turns around Humpty spins around and then Shock G's behind him and you can only see the back of him <laughs> So, uh, I liked how they did that, and a really, really young uh, Tupac uh, yeah. was there. Did he say? I think he did say one thing. I think he had a line. Yeah, and if you, well, not in the movie, but if you go listen to the actual song, he has a verse. Because he was just singing backup. Yeah, he did. Because he, for for people that don't know, he he started out as a, a what you might call a roadie. For digital underground and he kind of worked his way up yep you gotta you gotta do something so they performed that song and then even the judge jumped into it he started playing <laughs> his organ and that was really dan ackward playing because he, he can't play so i thought it, it was basically just a music video and it was funny because they're out there dancing and humpty's doing his thing the judge joins in and then those two dancer girls whatever go up and they're rubbing on the judge and he's giggling around playing the <laughs> organ <laughs> so he got to after that and said, all right uh well that was fun cool right on you guys are good all the charges are dropped uh get out of here <laughs> so. well he he asked him to do one more favor because uh, he was telling the chevy chase if you want to live you got it because he ends up catching him from hiding in the wall and he tells him if you want to live got to marry my granddaughter oh that's right and the the one more favor from digital underground was uh they had to be the the wedding band basically and they, they were the witnesses and they played yeah uh the wedding march or whatever yeah tie the knot tie tie the knot yeah <laughs> <laughs> so yeah <laughs> they had to um <laughs> chris had to marry uh eldona and uh oh. <laughs> she's a, she's a, she's a fine woman. You'll never have car problems. <laughs> oh man, it was all funny. He was like, "Yeah." And the part that made me laugh the hardest is when the, when it came down to to kissing the bride, and he was like, "Ah, oh, no, it's all right." He wanted to like shake her hand or something. <laughs> and you could clearly see John Candy did. He probably it seemed like he didn't give a fuck. Chevy seemed like he was. Do I have to? I want to know how much he got paid for this. <laughs> so maybe I, I'm sure he got the biggest check. Oh, of course he did. So he ended up kissing her, and 
July, get upstairs and uh, make me some grandkids. <laughs> so, <laughs> so yeah, uh, Humpty and the gang all, all all packed up and took off. So, um, okay. Uh, Demi was still outside trying to just figure out what she was going to do, how to how to save Chris. But when she was outside, she came across um, Bobo and what was the other one's name? Little Devil. Yeah, and these two they they look like um fat big fat babies with yeah. uh, with uh like those pinheads with the yeah, the, yeah, with the pointy head weird. <laughs> and they were mechanics cuz they were fixing stuff and saying all kinds of crazy shit. Yeah, <laughs> they this, were this actually is, funny. Yeah, this was another thing that was just I kind of felt like there was more to it cuz you just get you just get introduced to them and it's, you just got these two giant baby looking pinheads. And I, I think there was a lot cut out. Yeah, I was wondering like, why, why are they like this? First of all, I mean, I, I, I don't know. <laughs> so, but, um, what did you say here? Uh, Bobo with that one was Dan Aykroyd and little, uh, Debel. Devil? What was it? Little whatever his name is. It was played by John Davikis, I think that's it. It said the judges severely deformed grandchildren. <laughs> <laughs> it says already the creature's friendship with Diane catches glimpses of uh, Eldonia destroying Chris's BMW. Chris sneaks into the judge's personal quarters, but is quickly caught. Uh Valkenheiser punishes him. Uh, according to the house policy, which uh, decrees at Christmas. Okay, we already went through all that already. Yeah, um, weird ass law. Whichever, <laughs> which, whichever, whichever man touches Aldona, Aldona, she gets to keep. <laughs> okay, right. Here. The band leaves without understanding him, and the furious Al- Alvin sentences Chris to die uh, in Mister Bone Stripper. All right, that part was funny because yeah, he. Yeah, from the court from the courtroom, he goes sliding down that slide and into that little roller coaster, and then uh, falls onto the uh, <clears throat> the conveyor belt that goes into Mister Bone Stripper. But uh, he kind of he was crawling like hella fast. I don't know why he tried it. Why he didn't try to jump up and, and run? But um, all of a sudden, the the machine, like the the belt, the conveyor belt broke and. Mm-hmm. Did somebody break it or did it just break? I think it just broke. Okay, so the machine. I, I, go ahead. I think I think by this time, I think Dennis was long gone because you get a scene of him packing his bag. All right. It says the machine breaks down in the instant before Chris is uh, fed into it and he escapes. All right, yeah, because um, the little T things were going up and down, and then when it started to fall apart, they they just stopped, and then he kind of just slid through it. Um, so, uh, Bobo and the other fat dude were running after, um, no, no, they jumped in a, like a car or something and they were driving after, uh, Diane cause she was running through, uh, the junkyard screaming and yelling. Um, and then, uh, what's her name showed up the, the deputy cause she showed up and jumped in with, uh, Bobo. What was the other guy's name? Uh, Debo. Yeah, Debo, I think. <laughs> jumped in with him, and they went running. Uh, Chris ended up; they ended up uh, finding each other. Uh, Chris and Diane. So they were uh, they were hauling ass, running through all the junkyard. They got through the moat, got to the other side, and then uh, you heard a train. So they're like, "Well, here, come on, let's go this way, and then we'll we'll make it to the train." So they were they while they were running. And they were climbing up the rocks. So here come uh, the two big babies and uh, the deputy. And she had like an M16s and she was just letting off rounds <laughs> at them. Uh, they jumped up to the top to the train uh, to the train track as the train was going by. And they were running and they jumped onto the back. And then uh, the deputy made it up there. She was lighting out rounds. And um, they, I don't know where the train went. Where they, they ended up getting all the way back to New York City, right? Yeah, that's what it says here. It looked like they went to some like government building. Yeah, because 
they made it. They they escaped. They got away. They went to, I assume the FBI or whoever, and they were telling them the whole story on what happened uh, in Vulcanvania. So they were like, "All right, well, let's go over there and uh, see." So it was like everybody showed up. I mean, I think it was like the state police and 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 the regular police. They all charged over to the mansion. And then uh, they told uh, Chris and Diane, they were like, hey, uh, you, you guys need to come with us so you can uh, ID him. And they were like, well, we don't want to go. And they said, well, you have to go. Come on. So they ended up going with them. They got to the house. They go, hey, why don't you guys go up to the door and uh, get him to come out? So they go up and all right, they open up the door. And then uh, did the judge come out? Yeah, he comes out trying to act like a super old guy. Oh, that's and right. They're like telling him, like, cut the act. And then he's like, there's a bee's nest behind you. And then when they turn around, like, all the cops are like, hi, Judge Alvin. Yeah, so they were all friends of him. I can't remember why <laughs> they all or they all knew him. Yeah, they, they, they said they didn't agree with the way he does things, but it's just what it is. Which I was like, okay. Yeah, so <laughs> they were they were like, okay, whatever. Then all of a sudden the um uh it was like an earthquake and things started to blow up. Oh, they actually blew up the um no, or was that later? No, that was before we skipped over when they escaped. He, yeah, when they escaped. What what they blow up? He lit a like one of those oil cans on fire to set make a diversion so they can get away. Because it blew up wherever Bobo and Debo were at. Because it seemed like that whole area blew up before they jumped on the train. Yeah, I think somewhere in the movie, uh, Judge Alvin said something like the the ground was bad or something underneath. He he had mentioned some kind of like mine pits. Yeah. Uh, So they they also mentioned something about sinkholes. So when they were... um, uh, well, I assume before they could get arrested or whatever, uh, there was an earthquake, and then because the stairs opened up and uh, Diane fell in it, and Chris had to pull her out, and and then they everybody was ah because the judge started screaming, everybody run, and everybody was running in all kinds of directions, and uh, how'd they get away? They just ran away. Well, because I think she fell in one of the cracks, and he had to save her, and then. They got away, and then you didn't see what happened to the judge or Eldona, and all the cops were running. And then it flashes forward to, I guess, they're at his little penthouse. And he looks on the news, and he sees that the judge is still alive, and he has his ID, and he's telling everybody, he was like, we're going to go live with my grandson-in-law. And I fucking hated this <laughs> ending, <laughs> where he just runs through the wall like a, like a cartoon. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so the judge, I mean, because the judge went back into the house, but then the whole house kind of caved in. And uh, the cops and everyone else, just everybody just ran for it. So, yeah, they got away. And then, yeah, that's when they saw the news and he was going to go stay with his, his grandson's in-law or whatever. <laughs> Crashing through the wall. Dumb. <laughs> and then we go to uh, Brazil. And we see um, the brother and sister and uh, John Candy, uh, Officer Dennis. He's with them. And he's like their head of security. So was he, did, did Officer Dennis hooked up with uh, um, Ronaldo? Uh, yeah, because he was like, the brother was talking about how he's the head of security. And then the sister's like, and my lover. <laughs> I was like, oh, so you came out on top. Yeah, he did. I mean, he. He was in a tuxedo and living the life in the hills of Brazil. <laughs> so, and then that was your movie. I mean, <laughs> the movie was what it was. It's entertaining if you just like goofy. Don't make, don't try to make sense out of it. Um, if you if you have seen it, and Brian and I talking about it, you you do see where the budget went. Mm-hmm. Uh, all the sets, the special effects, uh, the makeup, uh, and everything. So, yeah, and I'm sure Chevy got a big, huge uh, check out of this. 
because he just acted like he would, didn't even want to be there. <laughs> <laughs> but you could clearly see Dan Aykroyd was all in it, and he was having the best time of his life. And to me, more, I think at this point, she was like, hey, well, I'm working uh, with uh, these these classic comedy actors. So uh, at times, I'm sure it was just John Candy's character when he was playing uh, Officer Dennis, because he kind of seemed like he didn't want to be there. But when he was Eldona, Alan was really going for it. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I liked his role, his dual role. I thought he was good. Dan Aykroyd was funny. Chevy Chase got on my nerves. Demi Moore was just beautiful to look at. And, uh, the Brazilian heirs, Fausto and Ronaldo, they were funny every time they were on the screen. So, but um, the movie is, it is what it is. It's, um, you don't mind the music not being there. You can watch uh, the whole thing on YouTube or rent it at one of these places. But yeah, watch it on YouTube and then go watch the digital underground clip after. Yeah, um, they did have a big part in it. It wasn't like it's, uh, just there. I mean, Shock G and Humpty had lines in it. Um, the one line I can't remember what he said. Something about. Cross burning crackers or, or something. <laughs> That's what Humpty yeah, said. And then the, the, one of the other guys is like, "White man's heaven." <laughs> so I mean, Dan Aykroyd wrote it, so don't 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 yeah. get a shock, G and Humpty. <laughs> this house is extremely draclified. <laughs> <laughs> but but it it is what it is. I mean, early nineties and then it's funny. I mean, how often do you see? Um, the three of them uh, in movies. I'm reading so, here. It looks like the studio wanted Chevy Chase because uh, Dan Aykroyd was going to play his character. Oh, was he? Yeah, that's that's what he. That's what I'm reading here. So the studio was like, uh, let's, let's let's get Chevy Chase in there. Um. I, mean, I thought Dan Aykroyd was good at, as the as Judge Alvin. Yeah, I mean he he's funny. I mean, Dan Aykroyd is good no matter what you put him in, what role of him just being. Yeah, this movie would have been different. Here it says uh, the script caught the attention of Warner Brothers, who wanted John Candy to co-star. Uh, Aykroyd wanted to play the parts of Judge Balkenheimer, and oh, he wanted to play both the judge and Chris. Ah, and I guess the studio was like, no, that would have been hard. Yeah, I mean, he can do it. We've seen him play like a snobby banker type in uh, Trading Places. That's right, he was at that, right? Um, I'm on uh, Rotten Tomatoes. Tomatoes. Um, The tomato meter gave it a 13%, and the audience is almost half, uh, 47%. But uh, audience is usually right. Yeah, I never really read uh, the critics' reviews because I just, I, I don't know. I mean, if you had, like, if we were horror reviewers, yes, where we watch a billion horror movies, these people just watch whatever's big. Yeah. So, I don't know. Here's one. Uh, unfortunately, this isn't even half as fun as the shortest bumper car ride, whatever that means. <laughs> So, uh, for the most part, however, the humor depends upon the audience's finding the movie's repulsiveness funny. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was it is what it is. I mean, it it's goofy, funny, uh, slapsticky type of type of humor. Roger Ebert famously hated the movie so much that he refused to write a review after, for it after going to what was it after giving it one of the most emphatic thumbs down. Uh, I mean, it is what it is. Um, if you like goofy comedies, then this is this is probably for you. Um, oh, we, did, we we were right right here. Chevy Chase did not like the script, uh, but took the leading role because he wanted to work with his friend Dan Aykroyd. Yeah, I mean, I, I could see that. I mean, especially those three. I mean, the, those those are three, uh, two from Saturday Night Live and John Candy. He he was. Everywhere and Demi Moore. How old is she now? She's, she's like, gotta be. She's gotta be almost sixty. 
pushing 60, I would say. 58. She didn't look, she didn't look that bad in, uh, what was it, Songbird? Ugh. I was just about to say that. She looked <laughs> hella good in that, but that movie is garbage. Uh, I, don't, I don't know what they were trying to. I mean, it, it had potential until the love story and all that. And I was like, uh, it could uh, be a love story in a pandemic. Fucking Archie from Riverdale. Uh, ride his motorcycle. <laughs> Uh, yeah, but um, yeah, that's uh, nothing but trouble. Uh, thank right. you. I'm gonna say it's your pick. Huh. What do I want? Well, do we want to laugh? Do we want something serious? Uh, we do enough horror movies. Oh, speaking of horror movies, this was kind of an idea that it just came to me. Brian and I, we do the most out of everybody (laughs) (laughs) out of both networks. Uh, But I love all you guys. Everyone that helps us out and does stuff. Um, We watch a lot of mainstream things, new movies that come out. But uh, I kind of want to start doing something. Another side one. (laughs) Just another one to add to our collection. Uh, Find horror it's just strictly going to be horror films Uh, we're going to find horror films that we've never seen before but um, the more obscure um, stuff I know everybody loves this movie and it's a cult classic Brian and I hated it we didn't even finish the movie the um what's that shit we saw off Texas Frightmare Uh, oh gosh uh, Velocipaster Uh, I I finished it oh you did I I I couldn't go back to it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So that those are the type of movies we're going to find. <laughs> that we're going to bring it to you guys. Um, we're not going to really go for something that's, I don't want to say mainstream or. Basically like B movie. Type. Yeah. Yeah. So if you guys have any suggestions, um, shoot them to us and uh, we'll find them. And uh, we'll talk about them. I see because, some trauma stuff coming. Oh, yeah. I, there's a lot in there. <laughs> so, but that's what... Uh, uh, I'm not sure exactly when that's going to be, but... Uh, I also had another idea for a uh, sideshow. All right. You and me kind of got into the uh, short films last uh, uh, 31 Days. So I was thinking maybe because there there is a lot of horror shorts, sci-fi horror, comedy horror. You know, there's so many of them out there that maybe we give the the listeners like maybe just little quick episodes of little short horror films. Okay, but I don't know when that'll be coming either. We got twenty other shows we do. Alrighty, alrighty. Um, oh man, I just said no horror, and I, well, I, I just immediately went to that. <laughs> um, you have Peacock, don't you? Yep. Alrighty, I had to upgrade. I got the um, the no commercials because of the other one with commercials. Oh my god, they were killing me mm-hmm. with the commercials. All right, there, here's one. Uh film came out in 1984. I love this movie. It's a little goofy and everything, but it was kind of a um uh kid thriller type of type of film. And this is um the Dabney Coleman and Henry Thomas uh was that his name? Henry Thomas? Yeah. Henry Thomas and Dabney Coleman in Cloak and Dagger. I have not seen that since I don't know when. <laughs> yeah, that was the reason I'm picking it. I have not seen this in forever. Uh, I'm just kind of taking advantage of Peacock. And uh, I saw that it was on there. I think it's on Disney Plus, too. I want to say I saw it there, but I just never watched it. But, yeah. It sure is, Henry Thomas. Yeah, so uh, that'll be the next uh, stream theme. Cloak, 1984's Cloak and Dagger. Um, All right. Uh, as far as East Society, uh, new episode coming. Uh, that's it. <laughs> but uh, if you haven't listened to our last episode, definitely check that out as well as 
the latest episode of the Magnus Podcast 129. I think that's what it was. That's uh, out there. Uh, we just dropped uh, ESP's Fight Society 5. Uh, that's over on Anchor. Or you can listen to it on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, wherever you hear. Just search E-Society and, and have at it. Uh, I always put the links on the um, either the E-Society Facebook page or the Horror Returns uh, community page. I put it on there as well as a bunch of other places. But uh, Or follow us on Twitter. There's always links to everything we do here on the Horror Returns Network as well as everything over on the networks that I'm a part of. So definitely check those out. Uh, Brother Courtney came back uh, to help me with uh, Fight Society 5, and we got more because, um, Brian, of course you're coming back <laughs> for, for more. Uh, I got to get the Zisu to get it in gear and uh, pump out uh, a couple with me. But I don't know. We'll see. Hopefully, um. Hopefully, I'll go see him tomorrow. I'm not really sure yet. But, uh, as far as that, that is all that's happening uh, with me. So, everyone, just uh, be safe out there. And let's uh, get through this together, everyone. Because I just see a lot of arguing and fighting <laughs> in the world. Not here, just here in America. I mean, everywhere. Everyone's at each other's throats. So, but with that, just be safe out there, everyone. Be safe and uh, come back next week or whenever we put these shows out. We Brian and I do so many, it's hard <laughs> to say when they're going to be out, but they'll be out. So Sometimes uh, we don't even know what show we're doing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so until then, everyone, please be safe and uh, party on. Yeah. Um, anything uh, new coming from the horror returns, action returns, THR stream beans, bonus stuff, uh, Patreon, um, Skater Nether Podcast Network, uh, E-Society. Uh, just go to any of our social media accounts and the links are there for everything. And it's like he said, until next time, everybody stay safe. I don't go nowhere without my gym hat What I'm rapping is if she's clapping Then I'm strapping cause I'm smarter than that And then girly maybe we can get along Cutie after cutie It's just the same old song Same old song